Spring training is officially over for the Detroit Tigers. We're going to take a look at what that means, what happened in the final weekend, our final roster projections as we head into opening day. Then we're going to take a look around the league as well and uh, talk about some roster decisions that have already been made. Miguel Cabrera's final spring training game. We can start the farewell tour stuff all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Benley. Today is Monday, March 27th, 2023. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise, then this is definitely the game for you. To download the game, to just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKDOWN, in all caps, in the game. Okay, we're back, baby. We are back. Uh, Heck of a weekend, very eventful weekend for your Detroit Tigers. And that's what's going to make this episode fun to talk about. Let's just get right to it, man. Let's talk turkey. Like this, this, there's no more spring training games. That's it. And the management and the front office both admitted that they are going to take their time With this decision, and if you're wondering why, it's because we literally play in Tampa opening weekend. So they don't have to rush and figure out which crew is going to come north, right? Like, oh, you know, what what 26 dudes are going to, to fly back to Detroit with us? Like, that's not an immediate decision. Like, they do have to have a 26-man roster. They can't just carry the, the spring training roster into Thursday, but they can afford to wait a couple of days. They can they can kind of push that a little bit because th- there's really no travel plans. Everyone's going to be there anyway. So and it's not like the minor league season starts as early as the MLB season. So they really do just have nothing but time, and they're going to utilize it. So by the time you're listening to this, they maybe have still not made a decision. Uh, I, I mean, heck, we could get into Tuesday, and, and that could be around when the decision is made, right? Like it, it might not even happen on Monday. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but for now, all we have is the results of the weekend games, and we have, uh, well, I can give you my final roster projection. That's what we'll discuss today. And then, like I said, in the cold open, we'll uh, take a look at some other noteworthy roster decisions that have been made around the game of baseball as well, two in particular. Let's start with the Detroit Tigers, though. So, we're going to continue doing this how we have all spring. Okay, and I'm just going to give it to you straight. And I know that there's some, I already know that there's some disagreement on some of my picks here, but uh, this is what I, this would be my 26-man roster rolling into Thursday. Okay, so the locks have not changed. That's why they're the locks, right? So you have Miggy, Matt Veerling, Austin Meadows, Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, Nick Maton, Javi Baez, Eric Haas, Jake Rogers, Erod, Matt Boyd, Spencer Turnbull, Alex Lang, Jason Foley, Mason Englert, and Jose Cisnero. That is 16 names 
that are locks. Now, the only person that was a lock before the, the well, the first time we had this conversation, I guess a couple of weeks ago when we did roster projection version one, uh, was Michael Lorenzen. It is important to note that it is officially official that Michael Lorenzen will start off the season on the IL. Now, it does not seem to be a long-term thing. They, they are not making it sound like he's going to be on the IL for like a month or anything like that. It sounds like it's really just the first time through, maybe the first two times through the rotation. So you're talking, you know, a week and a half in, hopefully he's healthy again, but he will start the season on the IL. And that's very, very important for our roster projections. We'll get into that later. Uh, and then the other person starting off the season on the IL, which is a big deal for the utility infield battle is Tyler Nevin. And uh, Hinge, I believe, said that if everything goes according to plan with Nevin, then he will be uh, making a rehab start like right when the minor league season kind of begins. Or, well, major league season as well. You know, keep him down in Lakeland, play simulated games and whatnot. But uh, I, I think the plan is for him to start off the season playing in or making a rehab assignment rather. So, We'll keep an eye on that as well and see, uh, I don't know, if he's healthy again, does he immediately get a roster spot? I don't know how that's going to work exactly. But those two players starting off the season on the IL, considering like how injury-prone some spring trainings can be as a whole uh, and looking around at other organizations' injured lists, I think we got off pretty solid here. Like this is obviously you want Lorenzen. That's one of your free agent acquisitions. You want him to play the whole season, but if he's only going to miss a start or maybe two, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. And Nevin at the end of the day, it sounds like he's kind of in the same boat. He's not going to be here for too terribly long. He's already playing in some spring training games there down the year, but uh, it, it, it all things considered, I think you'll gladly take two minor injuries to non like, everyday starter slash ace pitchers okay so we'll take it let's get into the rest okay so we have 16 locks the close to locks is pretty much the same as it has been so i guess maybe those are more trending towards locks at this point i have jonathan scope matt manning tyler alexander that is three more players boom we're at 19 okay we got to get to 26 obviously Let's get to the first real discussion where people are going to get mad uh, of the episode, okay? And that would be fourth outfielder. Very, very controversial, very debated on which fourth outfielder to carry this upcoming season and to make the opening day roster, Akil Badu or Kerry Carpenter. Um, I have Akil Badu, and I've maintained that throughout most of the spring. Kerry Carpenter is going to finish with a higher OPS than Akil Badu uh, in the spring. And that's very much worth noting. He's going to have a higher slug. He's going to have more, more power. That's all very much true. But I think utilizing Akil Badu, he gives you a lot more versatility, whether he's in the lineup or not in the lineup, just as importantly. And... Kerry Carpenter gives you a, a power bat that you very desperately need. I, I, I would love for me to be wrong and both of them to make the roster. I would love that. And I, I don't think that's impossible, but I do think it's still unlikely. 
So if they find a way to do it, awesome. I'm going to be absolutely thrilled. I will be very, very pleased to be wrong. I'm, I'm about it. But you're gonna if, if both of them make the roster, you're going to have a lot of lefty outfielders on your roster. It's pretty much going to be Matt Veerling and then all lefty outfielders. And maybe Carpenter, you want to play him more at DH, but are, are you really going to carry two like pure DHs? I don't know. It, it gets it gets really dicey there with Carpenter's lack of versatility, but he hit the ball really well in the spring. So I'm going with Akil Badu. That's me. Okay. My 20th player on the roster, Akil Badu. Carpenter is going to start off in Toledo for me. And then very early on, like Harry Carpenter is probably still going to get a, a lot of plate appearances and a very legitimate look at the major league roster this season. I've said this a lot over the spring as well. The, the narrative that opening day is like of the utmost important and you can't play, you know, 60, 80, even 100 games, even if you don't make the opening day roster, needs to be realized. So uh, I, I do fully expect Kerry Carpenter to get a legitimate workload in the majors this year. But I, I just, I don't think, I, I don't think you can not roster Badu, I guess is my point. I think it's either both or it's just Badu. I guess that's probably the best way to put it. It's not just going to be Kerry Carpenter. It's either going to be both of them or or Akil. Okay? So I'm going with just Akil Badu. Let's get into the bullpen because this is an absolute uh, electric factory, I guess, if you're into, like, debates. But it, it's really a madhouse. This could go a million different ways. Let's get into that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. It's the coolest game I have played in a long time. I've always thought that I could be a great Major League GM. That's why I'm here talking to you. And as it turns out, it is not all that easy. If you've had the same thought and you want to manage your own franchise, go download the Pro Baseball GM game immediately. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of the franchise, playing through seasons, leading your franchise and fans to glory as you rebuild a historic dynasty. In a simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaching staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, manage through difficult personalities, manage through injuries, navigate your franchise through free agency, the trade deadline, and all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free, and it's playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want. It truly is awesome. We are having a great time playing it uh, with the, the lockdown hosts that also all host baseball shows. We're having an absolute blast with this game. Lockdown Tigers listeners are also getting a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Lockdown at the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. It's the ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Segment two, that's what segment we're on, of Locked On Tigers. I appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. So let's get down to business here. Let's get to the bullpen because this is really a, an insane conversation. Okay, this is like the, the bullpen and the utility infield jobs to me are 
clearly like cut and dry the two biggest question marks going into opening day. So in the bullpen, we have a lot of candidates. Uh, I am going with a bullpen. Well, actually, first off, finishing up the rotation because Michael Lorenzen's hurt. Joey Wentz will make this roster and he will be in not only make the roster, he will be in the starting rotation for at least the first time through the rotation, possibly the first two. And then when Lorenzen gets back, then you have another decision to make. But to start off the season, Joey Wentz, book it, number 21. He will 100% be on this roster. Okay? After that, Garrett Hill. Very much. Uh, very much. We'll get to Garrett Hill last. Jason Shreve and Trey Winginter. Boom, boom, both on this roster. Very, very confident in that. Okay? So that gives you six, going back to the four that are locks. Seven with Tyler Alexander. So this is where it gets a little dicey. Eight-man bullpen. Are you bringing in Bo Brisky? Are you bringing in Garrett Hill? Will Vest is already not an option. Edwin Yusida, not an option. Um, Alex Fiedo, not an option. Miguel Diaz, not an option. Trevor Rosenthal, it's not happening. Miguel Del Pozo, not an option. Angel DeJesus, not an option. Elvis Alvarado, I don't believe is an option. So you're, you're walking a fine line here. Matt Whistler did not have a very good spring. Tyler Holton, kind of an up and down type of spring. Garrett Hill, kind of an up and down kind of spring. Bo Brisky, kind of an up and down kind of spring. I think it really does, and I said this, I've actually said this a lot, but I, I think it really comes down to what they want to develop Bo Brisky as. If they're really keen on let's try and see if Bo Brisky can be a starting pitcher, then why not put him in Toledo, put him in the starting rotation, and Garrett Hill is going to be your last bullpen spot there for an eight-man bullpen. Okay, so I have Garrett Hill. I know there's walk problems. I still think the stuff really showed out. Uh, I think the last outing really kind of saved his spring as well in, in a pretty dramatic way, to be honest. Um, I, he's got some command issues for sure, and I'm not saying he'd be like my high-leverage reliever. He's literally the last person. He's, the, he's number eight uh, on uh, in my reliever board. But he can do stretch, he can give you multiple innings. The stuff was really great. The velocity was great. Um, I, I, I want to continue developing Garrett Hill as a relief pitcher. I don't think we're going to look back and I, I don't think there's going to be any decisions about like, oh, Garrett Hill, like let's try to kind of squeeze him back into the starting pitching role. Uh, I think especially if he makes the bullpen out of camp, like Garrett Hill is going to be a reliever going forward. And I'm totally cool with that based on what I've seen. Uh, I think that there's a real – legitimate MLB reliever in there based on what we saw in the spring. All right. Utility and field. This is the last big debate of this roster. Um, you got two spots left based on what I've said so far. Okay. I have two spots left, I guess I should say. Shouldn't assume that this is your roster either. Tyler Nevin on the IL. After that, you're basically choosing two of Cesar Hernandez, Andy Abanez, Ryan Kreidler, and Zach Short. Now, I know the Zach Short crowd gained a lot of momentum this spring. Um, I was never a part of that. I, I understand that he walks a lot, but he doesn't hit for anything. 
Like the, the batting averages and I'm, I'm not a huge batting average guy, admittedly. Like a lot of you guys give me quite, quite a lot of heat for my lack of attention to batting average a lot of times, but I use batting average in comparison to on base percentage and Zach short walks a lot, but when you get next to no hits, that doesn't matter as much. Yes, it makes for more competitive at-bats. Yes, it makes for, you know, the potential to go deeper into counts. And that's great. I love a dude that can walk. But but you need to have a, a little bit of, of batting average there to at least raise that on-base percentage, right? If you have only hits and no walks or only walks and no hits, it's kind of the same problem. So, I, I and Zach Short has some question marks defensively. He's got good range. He's got great athleticism. He could play... I'm convinced six or seven different positions, but uh, he's just uh, uh, a, there's some plays that he just makes and you go, what just happened? Like how, how how did we airmail that ball? Right. And uh, that's, I guess, not just him on this roster. We've talked about that with several other players on this roster, I guess, over the last year. But um, I, I, I just, I think there's better options and yes, Zach Short's going to be on this 40 man roster and he he's gonna I guess I need to look at how many options he has left but like he's gonna be around I think like he's he's gonna be around but I I I don't I don't see it I I don't I am not gonna have him on my opening day roster my two are gonna be Cesar Hernandez and Ryan Kreidler I finally caved uh this is the first time I've actually had Ryan Kreidler on my roster and it comes at the most important one, I guess. If I was making the decisions, you know, all right, like you're, you're, I'm giving him the nod in, in the opening day roster, like my official last roster projection. So um, he really showed out the last week and a half, two weeks of spring. It's really, uh, again, unless you want to carry an extra reliever, which like do you really need nine relievers at that point? Uh, or you just want to say no Ryan Kreidler or no Cesar Hernandez, either one. And I'm rostering both Kerry Carpenter and Akil Badu. That's, I guess, that's also the decision. Andy Abanez, really, I think a lot of people kind of cooled off on him after he came back from the injury. He was just not very good after coming back from the injury. So I think he's out. Uh, so then, if I'm also removing Zach Short from the conversation, with again, I am, then it becomes two of three between Cesar Hernandez, Ryan Kreidler, and Kerry Carpenter, which is a really, really interesting way to put that. I, th- oh, man, that's really tough, ain't it? That's brutal. That makes my brain hurt. Um, I am still going to go with Cesar Hernandez. That's like close to a lock for me. I really liked his spring. And then Ryan Kreidler or Kerry Carpenter. Uh, Kerry Carpenter is going to give you more power, obviously. Ryan Kreidler is going to give you way more versatility. Uh, especially, he didn't look lost in the outfield. I don't think he's going to be a gold glover out there, but he didn't look terrible. Uh, and, and so that versatility of playing seven, six different positions, uh, plus hitting pretty well at the end of spring, ah, that's so tough. I'm I'm still gonna go Cesar Hernandez and Ryan Kreidler. Uh, I'm sorry. I 
I, I'm not a Kerry Carpenter hater. I promise. Like I love the kid and, and I still think he's going to play a lot of ball at the major league level this year. But Ryan, Ryan Kreidler really turned up the heat. I, I really like what I've seen from Hernandez and, and scope finally had a good game over the weekend, which is great home run three for three, one game, I believe. But um, I, I think that that versatility of the amount of matchups you can create with that roster is, is much more unique and you can do a lot more stuff versatility wise than with Carpenter on it. But again, if Carpenter makes the roster, I'm not going to, I'm going to be pumped. Like I'm going to be a happy camper. I don't want to come across as like anti uh, Carrie Carpenter just because he, he's just barely on the outside looking in of all of these projections I do. And I not, I know a lot of y'all, like, again, I read my own comments. I know a lot of y'all have him on the roster and, and he's, he's earned it. He's got an OPS over 900 or something in the spring. Like I, I would not be against it whatsoever, but I, I'm going to roll with Cesar Hernandez, Ryan Kreidler, Akil Badu in that bullpen. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this up and then we will talk a little bit about some uh, some news and notes from like around the league. There's some cool uh, roster decisions that are happening from other teams, even though ours hasn't happened yet. Okay, we'll do that right after I tell you all about our friends over at Built Bar. That's right. Built Bar March Madness. The bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar puff just like me. It's the churro. Y'all know. And now's your time to make it count. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com and vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the churro, as I said. And if you want to vote for the churro, then you need to go vote. And or whatever your favorite bar is. You want to you wanna go against the wave and, and, and pick a different bar that's your favorite and go against churro? You know, be my guest. You're going to lose, but that's fine. You now have the ability to vote for your favorite bar. They do it every March. It's awesome. And when you do vote, you will be put in a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will receive a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You've got to try Built. It's the best protein bar ever. They're so amazing. High protein, low sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. Real chocolate. They're the best in the business. So run to MarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. I appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. Let's talk about, I think that's everything for the Tigers roster. It's also uh, some beat writers got ahead of it and kind of mentioned this as well. Jason Beck was talking about it, I know. But um, there are a lot of players that when they don't make rosters, if they're invitees or, you know, not on the 40-man roster, but get an invite to spring or whatnot, there's so, uh, kind of a, a small wave of players that then becomes available either in free agency or on waivers. And we've seen how active Scott Harris has been on waivers. Uh, I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but given the flexibility, I think, of the bottom of that 26-man roster I just laid out to you, it wouldn't shock me if if there was an addition that was made before opening day 
as well. And even if it's not a major league addition, just getting some more depth and giving someone an opportunity to uh, to maybe start off in AAA and play their way into onto the forty man roster at some point, like that's that's worth uh, a flyer on as well. So something to keep an eye out there for sure. We'll obviously be talking about it here if it does happen. Um, Harold Castro made the opening day roster for the Colorado Rockies. The dog respect, big respect. Uh, I think he was a non-roster invite. I think he was a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. So mad respect for hitting Harold. Um, I hope that he just becomes a doubles machine in Coors. That'd be my dream. Cause like, yeah, like everyone likes to joke about the Coors and the home runs and they might go up a little bit admittedly, but like, he's just such a line drive, like just put the ball over the second baseman's head type of hitter. I, I really, and that the, the other thing about Coors that people don't talk about as much, like, yes, the thin air, but that is a massive outfield. That's what makes it such a hitter's park. Like it's, it, yes, you're going to hit a lot more homers, but you are going to hit a boatload of doubles. Like those gaps are huge. It's such a wide outfield. So I don't know. Maybe maybe hitting Harold just turns into a doubles machine instead of a singles machine. That's kind of my my take if he gets some legitimate playing time. So good for Harold. Very very happy for hitting Harold over in the Rockies. Um, what else? Miguel Cabrera final spring training game got a key to the city of Lakeland, which is like kind of funny. Um, I, I guess he's been going to spring training there for well over a decade. What fifteen years now? So. I guess, but it, it was like this crazy ceremony and the, the key was wild. That's a massive key and it was all fancy and, and whatnot. So very happy for Miguel, obviously. Um, but the two biggest things I wanted to point out, not part of the Tigers organization, roster decisions that happened. One, Anthony Volpe of the New York Yankees. That kid is is darn good at baseball. And, uh, uh, you know, given the Yankees' current roster configuration, uh, the shortstop is something that they could use, right? Uh, Glaber's not a shortstop. And IKF is not really an everyday shortstop for a uh, – yeah, like you could do better. And I think he's going to play some outfield. They got some injuries in the outfield. So I think he might they, – they put him in left a lot in the spring, IKF that is. Uh, and, and so it, I, I think he might start out out there and that leaves an opening at short that they've really had since DD left. Am I forgetting someone between now and then? Like obviously Jeter forever, but then like DD Gregorius had the impossible task of replacing Derek Jeter and was actually like a solid player for a couple of seasons. And then like they thought it was Glaber, but like defensively, that's just no Man, at one point, they had a left side of the infield of Andujar and Gleyber Torres. That's wild. That's brutal. Um, so they they have an opening there at short. And this kid is one of the best prospects in all of baseball. Um, as a baseball fan, I'm excited to see what he can do in the regular season and see where he fits into the Yankees lineup. Um, you know, Yankees, well, let's cool it a little bit. But not a Yankees fan by any stretch, uh, but very, very cool as a baseball fan. Very cool moment there. And then the other one, my favorite prospect in the entire game of baseball, regardless of team, is Jordan Walker. And Jordan Walker made the St. Louis Cardinals opening day roster. Now, if you know me, 
you are aware that the St. Louis Cardinals are my least favorite team in all of baseball. Uh, but Jordan Walker is certainly the exception to that rule. That is a, a an incredible baseball talent. And very, very excited for him, very happy for him to make the opening day roster. Um, but I'm I'm kind of I'm curious to where he's gonna slate in off rip in that Cardinals lineup. That's a that's a darn good lineup, man. The Cardinals, I I think should probably win the NL Central pretty comfortably this year. I like them definitely more than the bottom three teams, but pretty comfortably more than the Brewers, honestly. The Brewers have better starting pitching. Like the Cardinals have better everything else. Um, but, you know, f- figuring out where Jordan Walker is going to fit in defensively, A, like third base, left field, DH, who really knows what's going to happen there, hasn't really found too much of a spot, uh, like a permanent home defensively. But if you can hit, you're going to play, and he is an unbelievable talent in the batter's box. I, I urge you to watch Jordan Walker play baseball because it, it is it is remarkable. He's like 20. It's remarkable how good he is already uh, as a hitter, and I'm very, very excited to see what he can do. Uh, I'm going on FanDuel, and I'm, I'm taking a look at NL Rookie of the Year odds, let me tell you. Because I I like Jordan Walker's odds. I'm going to be real with you. Um, so uh, that's something I'm really excited for. Just seeing both of them. And, and I don't know. Remember the lockout? That was awful, wasn't it? But remember when they had like the, oh, we're going to incentivize putting top prospects on your opening day roster. Do you think that that really mattered? Or do you think that the Yankees and the Cardinals are just like trying to win? So they're like, we're going to play the best players at each position because we're trying to win immediately. I think it's more so that I don't think the incentives that MLB put in place to like try to get people to not manipulate service time really had much of a factor here, but that's just a side thought I had. I was like, did that really matter? Or like, was that kind of just like, oh yeah, we're going to say we're going to do something, but like, yeah. I think it's probably more the latter. Regardless, though, Anthony Volpe, Jordan Walker, both made opening day rosters. Very, very exciting times. Uh, this is going to be a really fun baseball season. I'm so beyond excited. Thursday cannot come soon enough. The opening day uh, pitching matchups look incredible. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. And the Tigers play the Tampa Bay race. I'm pumped. Have I said I'm pumped yet? Very excited. Okay, thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. I appreciate y'all. For your next listen, check on the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Lockdown Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every single day. All righty, that's all I got. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. We're going to have some... uh, I think I have a like AL Central roundtable with like all the locked on hosts of the AL Central that I'm doing a crossover with the Guardians uh, hosts. They're cool guys. We're going to chop it up about the division and both teams and whatnot. So a lot of fun stuff coming this week to prep for opening day. All right. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.